So I was, I, I read a post the other day that was basically um, gushing, and I don't want to like echo the point, which was, hey, things were better in the past, but it was basically how amazing it was being a child in like the 80s and 90s. And like, okay. And it was just the simplicity. Like Sunny D. No, like, like playing out, out. Don't have to lock and, your doors. You know, you didn't have, but the, the kids didn't have anxiety in the same way they do now. The, like the social media, the online presence mm-hmm. that all children have. Not always connected. Um, you just used to go and play knock door run and like mess about on bikes and do wheelies. And, be a menace. Well, not, no, but it's a harmless Betray- menace. You used to like play Kirby and play, tra- run around tra- a deal. Tr- used to climb trees. Anxiety or public nuisance. <laughs> okay. And society chose no. anxiety. <laughs> society, yeah, but that doesn't mean they're not a public menace. They're just a public menace online now. They're like hacking things. You've got like six-year-olds hacking state computer systems. <laughs> Recoding the CIA's front page to show dick butt or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it just got it just got me really nostalgic and, and not like uh, it, it's it's so millennial of us to sort okay. of talk about like how how were... much of the 90s do you actually remember though uh, well it's funny you should say that i remember this great show called beyblades <laughs> whoa funny that that's great <laughs> yeah i remember that too yeah it, it, they were though, great but yeah i hate to burst your bubble what it was released in the 2000s. So, hey, this says 1999. By your own now. petard. It says 1999. In Japan. <laughs> I, I, you don't know where Got I was him. in 1999. <laughs> I'm legally not allowed to say where I was in 1999. <laughs> yeah, because I was the first hacker. And Why? Hacking. You were Y2K. I, I, <laughs> yeah. You oh. bastard. I have to throw my toast out because of you. Yeah, have you seen all those, like, I'm, I'm assuming you have because you're talking about Y2K. The uh, the um, idea that when in the, in the year 2000, like, there was a glitch or something. I haven't really looked into that it. That is literally what Y2K is. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. Okay, so this is me being, I, I don't yes, know I do anything. Know. I don't know anything about Fucking it. <laughs> Although, I, you're, you're, you're sort of saying words that sort of have some sort of resonance and it's triggering other things that I just don't know. <laughs> Where 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 the rabbit hole goes? So <laughs> I, I'm I'm just gonna. Should we do a podcast? I think we should do a podcast. Okay, let's okay. do it in three, two, one. Hello, Eves, new and old, and welcome back to Gateway to the Anniverse, the podcast that aims to guide an anime novice to the weird, wide, and wonderful world of Japanese animation. I'm Sam, a self-proclaimed anime expert, and with me, as always, is our novice Will. Back at it again after yes, basically baby. a month away. I know. Well, not just me. You sound. It made it sound like you've been doing the podcast without me, and I just come back <laughs> after a month. I'm so, just no. trying to like make sure that I'm in every episode. I think it, by the time <laughs> if one of us does it, you you raised this with me um, a bit before about a, a possible idea for an episode that you could do solo and then put up to kind of fill the gap. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the back of my head, I was thinking of ah, uh, yeah, but then he's got one up on me, and if he's got uh, one up on me, he'll never shut numbers. up about it. <laughs> Those numbers, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can, I can is... never fall behind. I want us to be. This is an equal stake in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like if I open those floodgates, you're like, well, hold on. Who actually knows things about anime here? I, I'm going to do. <laughs> I just secretly record episodes, just loads of episodes, just go live. It's just like, <laughs> hey, I'm going to talk about this. Fuck you, Will. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you think you can get one away from me, hang you? So, um, 
For anyone who is listening week to week, we actually missed last week, so apologies for that. Hopefully we haven't just lost our entire Very audience. Very sorry. Um, which is obviously just Sam's mum and, um, you know, yeah. oh my God. 16 there's times a, over. And that one guy. Joke. <laughs> Sam's my mum, the only person listener. listening. Yeah. Yeah, see, yeah. We, can, we can blend the old and the new here on this podcast. We're, we're not stationary. We're not static. We evolve with the times. We've, we've had the break. We're back with more brain power than ever to make this the best show you've ever heard. Speaking of evolving with the times, we're going to look at a show from the 90s. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're looking at Beyblades this week. If you haven't been here before, we talk about anime. Uh, Sam's an expert, as he said up top in the intro. Um, a self-proclaimed, self-proclaimed expert. Yeah. And um, I know nothing about anime. So I come at it, as you probably heard in the intro, from a bit of a naive perspective where... There's certain things that I'll say that might get me in trouble with the anime community and Sam's here to correct me and make sure I understand the wider picture, the um, the, the world, the universe, as we have so uh, named it. Um, we're talking about... We're just going to get him into as much trouble as possible. Don't <laughs> ourselves here. Uh, Speed run, any percent, get world cancelled by the anime community on Reddit. <laughs> Thank you. That, that is that is the goal, um, and then I can st- then I can stop doing this podcast. Finally, um, God damn it! Not until we hit hundred, baby. We're watching. We're not far off. We're watching Beyblades and the original Beyblades. In in the process yes. of um, researching this, and I say researching in the very loosest term, I wanted to make sure I was watching the right one, so I googled the OP. Um, and it gave me a montage of all of the OPs, and I didn't realize how oh, wow. many reiterations of Beyblades there's been there's like oh, seven boy. different OPs and I was like oh okay so I just I did just watch them all um back to back which was quite fun um Sam enough, one of them is oh. sung by sorry continue go on no who was oh, one who... of them is sung by uh he's called Nate Wants to Battle who's like this music YouTuber who got big doing Five Nights at Freddy's rock covers and orig- original songs and right. he does English covers of anime openings and then he just got picked up uh, one Good day to do the Beyblade burst opening. Like, and then like after that. that, he did the Dragon Ball Super opening. Wow. Like, Good on you, buddy. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah hell yeah, baby. Good stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, Sam, why would anyone nice. want to watch Beyblades, the original? Like, why, why is anyone going to that? Well, Mozeltov will. Do you like dreidels? <laughs> Ah, the original But what if those dreidels had spikes? <laughs> and what if you fired your dreidels at other dreidels? And, we had and they bounced dreidel... off of each other. <laughs> what uh... if you could run and jump with your dreidel? Yes, and what if you had extra... If, what if you had strategy involved in your dreidel? Stra- what if your dreidel just... had a fucking dragon inside <laughs> of it? My bar mitzvah would have been so much more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's basically Beyblade. It's, yeah, it's, that is uh, Beyblade. If you like, if you like spinning tops, if you like uh, sports anime to a degree, if you like big mythical sports creatures anime. doing battle, Sorry, do not. They said. call it a sport. There's an association. We'll get into it. Oh, brilliant! <laughs> There's rules and regulations here, Will. Oh, I know. Is I watched standard, the 2018 is that a standard highlights, the champion world championship highlights. After watching you these, episodes, I fucking did. <laughs> did you like how the announcer always has to say let it rip <laughs> even though you yeah. can hear his soul like leaving his body every time he does it uh, 
I, I, I thought it was brilliant. <laughs> I was really disappointed that they were all like nine and ten year olds. I was thinking, here's my new, yeah. here's my new career. <laughs> this is going to make me. <laughs> Finally, I knew what my training would say. <laughs> it was more this is this this is my calling this is this is what it's been all along i've finally found my purpose in life oh wow Um, and it's beyblades should we get into talking uh, about the first three let's just just get into it (laughs) let's get into beyblade oh yeah okay well so my bar mitzvah nonwithstanding uh what's happening in these first three episodes what's going on What's happening in this world? Okay. And for those who maybe haven't seen it. Yeah, okay. So we're going to spoil the first three episodes, but um, that's all we've seen, so we can't spoil any more. I say that's all we've seen. That's all we've seen in this decade. Well, actually, no, I think you've probably seen some this decade. I haven't seen it since Honestly, it probably aired originally. I make it a habit almost every, like we talked about this a little bit off air but every couple of years i have like a big hyper fixation on beyblade mm. and usually that leads to me completely rewatching the original series start to finish yeah okay i love this goddamn show <laughs> <laughs> so no bias anyway, from sam obviously um absolutely not I'm completely impartial so our protagonist is tyson yes yeah. okay um tyson is that your... as if you're expecting something there no, well, I was just confirming Tyson? because Tyson. I don't. I, I always, I always, um, with, with names and things, I always, I always struggle with the names. And these are all very American names um, in the main cast. Is it? Yes. Are they? Are they changed from Japanese, or are they just? That's what they call yes, them in Japanese. They are. Right. Okay. Um, so, so Tyson and Kenny are the, actually. To be fair, Tyson and Kenny are the only ones who do get a name change. Uh, right. Tyson is Takao, and Kenny is Manabu. Okay. in um japanese nice no. okay see see that was the, re- the reason i poured 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 that's the reason i poured poured uh, I, I, I poured it um i poured it <laughs> oh no um so tyson <laughs> enjoys battling beyblades um he's your typical protagonist he wants to well i don't know if he does want to be the very best he, he just sort of like no one ever was oh my god the the character designs of him I love it. It is so unabashedly early 2000s, late 90s. Yeah. Protagonist for children's toy. Give him a hat. <laughs> turn it backwards. Give him a jacket. Give him shorts. Yeah. Give him some hair that comes through the cap. Um, oh, my God. The hair. The hair is sex on legs. Oh. Like, of all of these characters. It's just it's just so nostalgic. And it, it's just classic. Um, so, yeah, the hair is uh, the, the the character design is very digimon pokemon sort of protagonist mm-hmm. um styling anyway tyson loves beyblades and he's um is it, which they're is his like, fave they're his very fave which um as sam said is basically a fancy spinning top that he used to battle against other people's spinning tops um and the last one spinning is the winner uh, in these first oh, three yeah. episodes, we meet the main cast. So we meet the chief, <laughs> Kenny. The, the chief. chief. I feel like that's a, a self-given title. He says that people call him it, but it's like, do they really? Cause... But nobody else does until Tyson starts doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then and then halfway through like episode two, he starts calling him Kenny. And I'm like, who is this Kenny guy they keep talking about? Who's I thought Kenny? it was the chief. Um, <laughs> so he meets the chief. Kenny, who is this nerdy guy with a computer that knows 
that has a bit piece in that we don't really find anything out about until later on. Um, Can I say how much I love the fact that just in the end of the first episode, bit beasts haven't been established yet in any way, shape or form. And he's just like, oh yeah, I've got a bit beast in my computer. You've got a what inside your what? Smash cut, never mentioned again until episode three. I'm like, what is happening here? Wait, is it bit beast? Bit beast. Oh, I've been saying bit beast. Beast. Like a bit piece, like a piece that's a bit. A bit beast is a bit piece that you put inside of your Beyblade. Right, it's a piece of your Beyblade, right? Um, mm. So, is the bit to do with like, like bits, like bytes, like mega not bits. quite? So, the parts of the Beyblade, if I'm getting them right, if I can remember, you've got oh, the God. attack ring, the go. weight disc, the base, and then you've got the bit chip, which is yeah. the bit that clips the in bit to the middle. I think it's called a bit chip. No, it sounds like you're saying so. bitch. Sorry. Oh, I thought it was going to be like, like I'm saying a bit shit. <laughs> bit shit. Um, which this show is not. Oh, no. Okay. How so, could it ever dare to be? So Tyson loves Beyblades. He, it's all about Beyblades all the time. Yes. He meets and the chief. He meets the chief. The first episode, we also meet uh, the first antagonist, which is Carlos. Carlos. And I love his design so much. It's such yeah. a shame that he just gets murked in one episode. <laughs> yeah so carlos is part of the bad beyblade gang gang who is i can't remember the name of the game blade sharks blade sharks bay sharks <laughs> bay sharks ba- bay sharks something sharks uh, uh, yeah um and and they, they they again like some of the narrative storytelling in this it's a bit clunky they mentioned the bay sharks and he's like all oh, right and then the next episode it's like hey have you heard of the bay sharks no what are they oh they're the toughest gang around <laughs> yeah you, we, we know you established that last episode but anyway <laughs> it's fine so carlos comes along and he's stealing people's not stealing but he's taking people's bays after battling them he's like battling them for pink slips or whatever and uh the winner yeah takes basically away, this is takes the, the fast tip. and the furious but with dreidels <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god it actually is yeah we'll do yeah oh my god that that'd be good do they do do they do like races do they do like obstacle courses with beyblades do they have like later down the line do, there's a don't... lot of gimmick stages and stuff yeah and, uh, so the, the tournaments tended to mostly be even within the first three episodes we start seeing some of the gimmicks that we do with them like running a beyblade up a wall bouncing yeah. a beyblade off yeah, of a lock to god, save a drowning would... puppy <laughs> but like that starts to yes. as, <laughs> as the series gets like more and more in depth i i distinctly remember and i think it's in the op as well mm. there's like a great wall of china stage and yeah. then like the two beyblades are like fucking just tearing ass along this scale model of the great wall of china like bashing into each other and i'm like this might actually be the greatest sport on earth it actually might be might the be. greatest single concept that has ever been put to film <laughs> all in an effort to spell to to sell toys basically like it's the biggest ad works <laughs> like i think there are there shows we've we've had b- before where we talked about the fact that this is basically an advert for a product whether that's yeah. um what is it gacha stuff or or whatever yeah tacked up destiny was definitely yeah. that um however i feel like this is the one the most blatant attempt at it because it, oh, it, yeah. it gen like the, the everything has been <laughs> designed to look exactly like the toys i'm assuming the toys come first i don't think it's a big assumption to make um like it was basically a show designed to sell the product mm-hmm. 
because they're so my 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 reasoning here is that in even in the show everything is so um accurate like it, it's realistic it's not like they've got some really yeah. futuristic thing and then they've tried to make a product from that they've clearly mm. had a mechanical concept like we can do we can create this we've created the toy now how can we market it let's make a show how do we it? make it more exciting yeah and make it more interesting and more anime to kind of sell more toys yeah definitely uh, that's something that i really appreciate about these first three episodes is the fact that at this point bit beasts aside in episode three yeah. a lot of it feels quite again quite traditional sports anime okay we've got the spinning top and my top is good but i need it to i need it to spin four times faster so how can i do that okay i'll, I'll increase the length of the ripcord oh if i run and jump however ridiculous that idea may be in, <laughs> in reality there's yeah. enough suspension of disbelief there that I can be like, yeah, well, I, I guess I, that th- works. There are mechanical elements to this that make it feel like you have control over your Beyblade and you have strategy involved. So you can, like, we, we see this very hmm. early on with Carlos. He has a heavier bay. And, and I like it because it's very simplistic concept. You can have heavier Beyblades that are better for defense and they sort of can withstand more attacks. Or you can have faster Beyblades that spin faster and do more damage. And mm. those are the, really the two core elements in, 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 mm. in your Beyblade. You know, if you were a kid watching this and you yeah. took that advice and you actually used it with the tops themselves, because the whole thing with Beyblades, of course, was that they were customizable. You could yes, take the exactly. attack yeah. off, you yeah. change the the cores out the discs and if you actually made a concerted effort to make your beyblade heavier that advice would usually work yeah if you extended the ripcord you would get more spin time out of it like a lot of these early concepts in the show were practical that you could apply and made it really appealing as a kid to want to pick up this toy and to want to experiment i remember spending hours thinking about like which uh like components that i would put together whether to and like it, this continues throughout a lot of early Beyblade. I've, I remember distinctly there's one episode where it's oh I put the smallest attack ring I could find on it, so there's the minimal amount of plastic hanging out and the biggest weight disc, which is the only metal part of the Beyblade. So whenever the opponent bashes into you, they're hitting the metal, not the plastic, so they're immediately just fired out of the arena. And that yeah. advice works until somebody comes up with a counter to that. And yeah. like back back in the early two thousands when you don't have the internet to the same degree and there's no real form discussion and it's just you and your mates coming in each day to Yeah, you to have play to figure these, these things out for lethal yourself. spinning tops. It's, it was the perfect bubble of time to, to have yeah. that idea there. And to, to we see Tyson in one of the episodes, he's got like a bunch of hair clips or something attached to one of the weight discs. Right. And just like stupid stuff like that makes you want to... Like I remember some kids would put like plasticine inside of their blades to make it heavier or they'd like put custom like bits on the side of them or extra clips and stuff to try and like f- just find anything that would work. And yeah, as a kid, I doubt that's that makes regulation. you feel like a goddamn genius. Oh, definitely not. The BBA would have a field day. Oh my God. Was, one of my friends just blue tacked together his entire Beyblade and it was disgusting. I mean, that would definitely ha- have benefits with these new burst ones you just blue tack everything together so that it can't burst apart oh the, the wait the burst are, are they the new new ones i don't know it, I, I, I like i say i don't know much about it beyond this show but I, I, they have um in the when i watched the 2018 world championships and and some of the some of the stuff that some of the um 
marketing that I've seen for some of them. They have elements where it bursts out the middle and blows it, basically explodes your Beyblade um, if you hit the ah. right bit. So it's like another element right. to it. So you can get, so in the, in the world championship, you would, if you won by stopping the spin, you'd get one point. But if you burst the Beyblade, you get two points. It was like, um, a, like right. a KO basically. Oh, cool. I think, and that, again, just something, just something about Beyblades and the toys, like the gimmicks. I remember as growing up, seeing the different gimmicks that were involved with these toys, that the, the creativity of the designers, there was one gimmick where it was, okay, so it's remote controlled. So, you had this big clunky launcher, and if you moved the trigger, you could affect the di- almost the direction that your blade went. Right. And then later on, there was a gear inside it. So if you pre-wound the blade, after it got to a certain point within the fight, like there was like a timer, and then the gear inside would like go into overdrive and give you like this second wind of spin. Wow. Okay. Like, yeah, that's it's another insane. level. <laughs> and then there was like the entire, like there were ones that were made of... Com- completely made out of metal yeah. which just thrashed older blades but were much smaller so they were much easier yes. if you had like a weightier blade to ping them out like oh <laughs> it's just yeah. so good and I'm, I'm sure i saw wow. in, in the world championship i'm so I'm sure i'm sure i saw one of the one of the players lick his thumb and rub it on the bottom of the tip of the blade and i'm thinking i bet that's like a bit of strategy like like just something everyone does in the industry to just give it a bit less friction when it's spinning so you just right. wet the wet the tip yeah. just little little things ah oh. uh anyway <laughs> you want to start playing back again, to maybe. tyson um i really do this is dangerous man <laughs> so we have i'm about to be beyblade bankrupt so we have tyson he 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 figures out that Carlos has a, or Dizzy figures out that Carlos has a heavier Beyblade and therefore Tyson needs to make it four times as quick. It make, it make his four times as quick in order, in order to overpower it. Um, mm-hmm. And he, he does that. He wins that battle. And then in the final episode, no, the second episode, we meet Max. Kai. We, no? It's Kai. Kai in the second one. Kai, Kai, I remember Kai. Utterly thrashes Tyson. He's like the uh, antagonist Lee. slash secondary protagonist um, the shark, as the show goes on. Yeah, and his and whole his, thing is he can make I his Beyblade move. <laughs> yeah, it just like drops up and drops. Yeah, drops some things. Um, and he's got a bit. So he smashes well. up Tyson. Yeah. Yes, he smashes he's up the Tyson. First person with. And then we meet Max in episode three, who's this new kid. I love Max. And Labrador boy. He's got some skills as well. What's his skill? He uh, he absorbs the other best people's offense attacks. is a good defense. Yeah, that's not the same. I'm Max. not ashamed to admit that that phrase, good good defense is a good like better than a good offense or whatever. That came from Beyblade and that stuck with me purely from him. I'm pretty sure it was some famous tactician somewhere who said mm. it back in like... 12th century china but well, no isn't, in my well, brain that's max from beyblade a good offense is a strong defense is that the expression the best offense is a good defense yeah is that the expression i was thinking it was reversed in my head like a good defense is a strong offense <laughs> but that here we go yeah really it's from the sense. art of war <laughs> yes I've, I've i've read it many a time um yeah Gross. anyway, anyway. um so yeah, Max Max is uh, introduced and he's sort of like coaching um, Tyson with uh, bloody names. 
with Matt, with no Max and Kenny are basically coaching Tyson a little bit. And yeah. he finds, and then a dragon comes along and goes into his bed. <laughs> and now there's a dragon. And now the, and, and, and this is where, and... this is where you have to sort of go with the anime of the show. And Side it's just, things. yeah. Dragons come out and fight and he re-challenges Kai and you see the two dragons. Tyson, come out. your blade's spinning so fast. It's created a tornado. <laughs> are we not going gonna... to talk about that a bit more? We're just gonna. This is this is just happening, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. Dragoon. <laughs> He's just, just accepting so that he can control the weather now. Um, sure. It's just like, yes, of course. If I spin my top fast enough, of course it makes a tornado. Can this we is talk- perfectly normal. I I love the simplicity of it. Like everything is just accepted. It's like, okay, what is a bit beast? Well, it's a it's a mythical beast trapped inside your Beyblade. Okay. I don't understand okay. that. That's okay. You don't need to. You just, no further it, questions. That there are there are beasts. What do, what what don't you understand, Tyson? I mean, come on. <laughs> there are beasts. You have a Beyblade. The beast is inside the Beyblade. Like what what aren't you getting about this? Dense fuck. <laughs> um <laughs> And again, like with the when it, when he has to power up his Beyblade and make it four times quicker, I love the pr- the simplicity of the process he goes through because he's like, "Huh, what if I make the ripcord twice as long? <gasps> it's gonna work!" And he rips it. It's like, "Hmm, it's only going twice as fast." Oh it's no! How, what do you fast. mean? How are you telling? How can <laughs> how you measure you, this? How do you know it's how only going? You, to- I have a theory that all these kids are like gifted and talented in some way because <laughs> the angles of the shots that they're pulling off and like when Max is there saying, oh, the angle was just off. Here, let me fix that for you. And he's not got a bit beast. There's no bit beast there. It's just him firing off a green spinning top he's and firing smashing a green... Tysons into a log. Okay, first of all, somehow they both know how to skim it off the water. This is, These Beyblades are the opposite shape to a skimming stone. So where is the <laughs> physics in this? <laughs> the power of friendship and, and dog saving. Yeah, it just overcomes all. So they skim across, skim the Beyblades across the water to, first of all, how the fuck did the dog get on a log in the middle of the river? This just happens. Like, oh no, my dog has fallen in and is drifting down. Help. It feels like a, chi- a, bit, a Biff and Chip story where the, they're going on <laughs> holiday and they're going camping. Kip and- has fallen in the ocean. <laughs> <Yeah>. Quick. <laughs> Do you reckon there was a moment where that poor girl like watched these two like nine-year-old kids sprinting down the side and they pull out their sharp piece of plastic and metal and like take square aim at the dog? <laughs> like, Do you think she's like, oh God. I, I hope the dog drowns to be spared from this fate of mauling. <laughs> yeah, but also, I'm kind of very curious about the physics in the rip as well, because every time they rip, it goes down. <laughs> and when you pull the blade blade ripcord, it goes down into... Down. So where is the forward trajectory that they're getting so that they can fire it forwards like this? I'm not sure where the physics yeah. is. Like with Tyson, you can k- kind of get away with it. Because he has the run his special... Yeah, the jumping yeah, move. But, but then when he's at the side of the river, he he very firmly plants his feet. <laughs> yeah. And and it's not only then, it's later on when the sharks are all hold their Beyblades like pistols to stop them leaving. Oh my God. And- <laughs> it's so... Oh my God. <laughs> it's like, don't you dare move. I will fire. 
Like, what do you mean Honestly, you're fired? I wouldn't mess with. This is a spinning top. Fifteen kids pointing Beyblades at me. <laughs> I would mess. There was a reason they were banned in schools. Will there? There is. I'm still struggling to understand the the, the trajectory. I don't know how you are firing this at me. It surely you pull the ripcord and it goes down. Maybe it goes down and then charges forward with pure momentum Ooh. and animates the, the protagonist's sheer... willpower. Well, Will, as we all know, that your Beyblade's spinning so fast that it's created a tornado. So <laughs> logic then dictates that if you if you pull the ripcord and the Beyblade yeah. starts spinning in the air, the sheer spin will it's carry gonna pull it, it towards forward. you. <laughs> I guess if you drop it at an angle. Then, if you spin it fast enough, it can almost propel her forwards in a direction like, um, like a hovercraft. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Maybe. Uh huh. Maybe. And you know what? That is definitely not the most insane thing that is going to happen in this show. Okay, so on. so they skim across the water, or one of the, Tyson skims his cross across the water, and it pounces off the log. And it's like, yeah, oh, didn't and and lands perfectly on this stone pillar. It's a miracle that they did not <laughs> just fire it into the water. Oh God, could you imagine? An even darker scene is just like she's watching the kids run after the dog. <laughs> they just pull them and they just splash into the water. Oh. And then the dog just goes off the wall. Just goes off the wall. <laughs> and they're like, the oh, girls no, are like, dragoon. What were you what thinking? Are you thinking? But with my dragoon, I thought I could save the day. It's not a my water dragon. <laughs> Sparky. Oh. Oh, yeah, or even darker, it just hits the dog. <laughs> just tears Splats through it. the dog. Oh no. Like it's some sort of James Bond chainsaw. It's just <laughs> Oh god. Um so anyway, he hits the log and it doesn't do anything. So then Max comes along and yeah, like you say, he the angle's wrong. So he it's fires... insane that he can fire his blade and then a spinning top bouncing another spinning top at yeah. exactly the right angle. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> and it saves them. There's and it manages, no way. Like, I don't even think it's clear what they were trying to do before they do it because it knocks the log and then the log is stopped by the two stone barriers, two stone pillars. Um Mm. Which I have questions about anyway. Like the time frame is just bonkers because Tyson fires his, it lands on one of those stone pillars, and then Max has time to fire his, hit Tyson's off the stone pillar onto the log. But the the log is mm. all the time moving to the stone. I don't know. Look, it it's the dog is saved. It's it's a miracle. It's Yay. fantastic. Um, this isn't JoJo's. The dog survives. Oh, okay. I've been very curious about JoJo's. It keeps cropping up. Um, it keeps coming back again and again. Yeah. Just like JoJo's. And... Like Dio. Damn you, Dio. And then Max... And then Max takes... <laughs> Tyson pulls his Beyblade out of the water and they take it to Tyson's shop, which... to to Yeah, to Max's shop. Hey, Tyson, come into my basement. Let me show you my <laughs> Iron Maiden spike wall. Yeah. No, this isn't suspicious at all. And I, what did you think of the drama there? Because it is literally Tyson just dead ass calls out the chief for being jealous, and the chief just goes, "Yeah, I guess you're right," <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, I, look, I, I, I was, I liked the. I thought Max was going to turn out to. Well, no, I didn't because I feel I, I, I trust Max. I, I like going to be the big bad. 
I didn't think that, but I thought there might be an element where, like, because I thought that the dad, basically, <laughs> God, <laughs> Kenny, Kenny is Are you very skeptical. Some Machiavellian scheme here. <laughs> Kenny is very skeptical of Max because he's like, it's far too convenient. What he just happens to turn up right at the nick of time when this girl needs help, and then happens to have a Beyblade shop and like knows all this stuff and give, you know, it's just too perfect. And I'm sat there thinking. Yeah, Kenny, you're right. It's very fucking convenient. Let's see where this goes. And where it goes is fucking nowhere because it just turns out that <laughs> Kenny's a jealous dick. And like, no, no, no. He had reason to be <laughs> suspicious. Any sane person here would be sus of this convenient, say, life-saving character that just comes maybe, along maybe to Kenny, save the day maybe. and has the MacGuffin to save everything. And it's like, hey, I also have a shot. I think Kenny's racist. <laughs> I thought it was in much better. Of the white foreigner, the I white think, I, devil has come to Beyblade <laughs> oh Town, my God. and Kenny is not happy about it. Kenny is not happy about it. No, I think I think I'm on Kenny's side here. You got you've got to have your guard up. Especially, what, the side of racism. Well, look, okay. Throwing back to the first few episodes of um, what am I thinking of? The first three episodes of Yu Gi Oh, when like Yu Gi has the shop and. Uh, Kyber comes in and he's like tries to buy the blue eyes white dragon and then it's like this whole drama it's you, you get the antagonist right there and then in Kyber like oh I'm gonna come in I thought right the dad cleans the Beyblade and makes it good as new I thought he'd taken the chip the chip beast the the, whatever oh, the, bit, it's called, beast. the bit beast I thought he'd taken it off and then that's Ooh. why he lost the battle against Max because he didn't have the power of the dragoon um right now yeah. max is just stacked max is just stacked it's just, just the good just good guys doing because he's you know he's the good he's it's the good guy good, it's he's a good little aryan boy come to <laughs> bring his yeah. hobby shop to the locals yeah although speaking yeah. of americanisms like tyson's granddad the some of the lines he comes out I with in the him. dub it's just oh my god <laughs> Oh, Grandpa, not the birds and the bees. Now that's next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's time for a rap session, little dude. I, yeah. I, you know what? This hits the perfect sweet spot for me in terms of uh, Americanized dubbing. Because okay. it is so very clearly Japan. And yeah. Tyson lives in a literal dojo. He's got the... He practices kendo every day yeah. with his grandpa. Yeah. He has chopsticks. He's eating his traditional Japanese curry. Mm. His grandpa's eating like a whole ass fish. Very Japanese-styled buildings and uh, the riverbank where he practices. But every single other thing that comes out of everybody's mouth is so American. And it is catering to that four-second attention span. Like, there's a moment where he looks across. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was just going to bring up the four-second attention span because... There's a, as soon as this show sort of halfway through episode one, I, I, I sort of you get that '90s anime vibe in that it there are so many long pauses and cuts and stills and the conversation. There are sort of there's almost too many beats in between each line, and it's compared to mm. modern anime. And modern anime seems to be yeah. just so cut, cut, go, go, go. And even if they're not saying much, even if like they're dragging. Because, you know, we know there's loads of filler in anime. They still mm. try and make it seem like things are moving at a quick pace. And I think with this, 
it, there's just a lot of they just haven't got up to that speed yet and it, it, it's just interesting yeah. to see it at, played out of that pace um but yeah, yeah like I, there's a lot of just sometimes it'll cut away to something and you'll have like one line from a character like it's a long sh- establishing shot and you know yeah. that in the, in the sub it was probably just like a ah oh, to set the tone and to kind of like allow you to think about what the characters just said <laughs> whereas in the dub it's like wow that baby really did destroy that wall don't worry <laughs> i can fix it and then it's back to the two characters and he's like you're the best i'm like what <laughs> when did this happen um, yeah. So I don't know. I thought it was nice. It was it was nostalgic and I think it was just of its time a little bit, but um it's fun. Yeah. And it's and it's better than four kids. Like if we think back to the original Pokemon where it's Brock's pulling out a bunch of rice balls and they're like, Wow, gee, I can't wait to eat this jelly donut. <laughs> what do you mean jelly? This is a rice ball, Ash. Don't it's a jelly donut, Brock. Don't you know? Whereas here it's very much just and even even to a degree, like the violence in this, I distinctly remember as a kid. <laughs> Beyblade being a lot more yes, kind of okay. having a lot more physicality to it. K- yes, Kai well, turns up and literally backhands Carlos. Oh, he does. Yeah, you're and then right. <laughs> but do, can we can we talk about the training montage of Tyson when he's out in the garden and he's getting physically <laughs> beaten up <laughs> from ripping this himself at the ground again yeah. and again? <laughs> it's just like it, it reminds me of. Um, uh, what's it called? Fight Club, where he's just and Graham. Um, <laughs> he's in the he's just beating himself, himself in in the in the fucking um, car park. He's just there, like on the screen, just beating the crap out of himself. Uh, oh my god! And Grandpa's just watching, does not intervene. Bad parenting, but yeah, it's. I, I distinctly remember Beyblade having a lot more of this kind of violence. The show goes on, like characters mm. getting hurt and actually. Because obviously at this point, we've got Pokemon, Digimon, Beyblade, Metabots all kind of fighting it out to see kind of who's going to be the next big kid's toy. Yeah. And Pokemon's kind of fairly established here. Digimon's got its own little niche where the kids aren't really in peril too much. And then Beyblade's like, now nah, that bit beast hits your Beyblade hard enough, you're getting the fuck torn out of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it is pretty brutal. And the, this, again, is why they were banned in schools, because... Uh, Beyblades, yeah. just there's just nothing to be trifled with. Although, can you imagine if it was done in like a controlled environment, like setting up a club where in in school, ran like just <laughs> Beyblade where, Fight Club? Yeah, well, yeah, like you you if you like had one of these sets, you know, you buy the kits online, like you know, you said you you mm. do, um, yep. and you you, you have, have all the different parts, and everything. take it all apart, and you you have kids come, and it's like right. This is how you build a Beyblade. This is how how you you do it. And like, I don't think they're that dangerous if it's done in like a controlled environment. You know, I think it'd be fun. I just set up a, a Beyblade club. It could be awesome. And then I, I, have I don't know what the memories of those things shattering into a thousand pieces and going into some kid's eye. Like really? Because I don't, I don't actually remember people getting hurt. Your... I think it, people mainly got hurt when people just used them as weapons, like tried to attack people <laughs> with them and like rip them into people's <laughs> faces. Um, did you ever have like the guys who would they'd go off to like Sulu or somewhere? They go to Spain on holiday and they'd go to the uh, like, well, I like, get like a knockoff markets Beyblade. along the beach. They get knockoff Beyblades that were like twice as big and three times as heavy, and you'd you'd fight them and they would disintegrate everything in their path. I remember I saved all my pocket money for like this basic ass dragoon Beyblade. I went to the yeah. toy shop, picked out the one I wanted, built it, put all the little stickers in. I was so happy. <laughs> went to school on Monday 
played with a few of my friends and this one kid walks in, he's just like back from holiday. All right, I'll give you a game. And he pulls out the fattest, reddest Beyblade I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, no, it's okay because I believe in my Beyblade. I believe (laughs) in Dragoon. With the power, I've watched the anime. I know that if I turn my hand upside down and twist it, I get more power. So I'll do that. The second those two things touched, my Beyblade was dust in the wind yeah. it was like thanos had snapped it out of existence there was nothing left to put back together i'm just I imagining cried. 10 year old i Sam cried and i wept drop to your knees <laughs> look up to the I sky did. no <laughs> why it was traumatizing why have you forsaken me lord yeah but but sam you you needed that so that you could go on your redemption arc and you could come back bigger and stronger and faster and um i did beat his ass like four weeks later after i'd gone back around and done a bunch of chores just with my mom just with the ripcord just built up some more pocket money just (laughs) slamming it into his face i just stabbed him i just i just i caught him behind the bike sheds and just like got him with a broken bottle that i found on the floor (laughs) this is what you get and that is the real reason why Beyblades were banned at sam school because sam did 10 years (laughs) for gbh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was a slight disciplinary, but the, luckily he probably started to pay charges because he realised he was being a dick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was. It, it 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 was it was just it was it was a fair response. Why do you think I came to Japan? Like they started like digging up my past, and you know, like you've just got to get out. <laughs> you can't recover from that. Um. Okay. So Beyblades. The show. Uh, any any other things we wanna we wanna touch on about the wondrous show that is um, the wondrous world of Beyblade? I just I I love the melodrama. I just mm. love and like it's <laughs> fairly goofy whenever it's Ty and Kenny and uh, whatever he's called the other guy who's their oh, friend who's uh, name Andrew me. Jason Andrew yeah <laughs> okay Andrew in the middle of downtown Tokyo all right <laughs> okay. yeah yeah Andrew but like. Every time Kai is on the screen, it is just pure 2000s edge boy behavior. He's sitting there, he's like, it's been t- 10 minutes of his blade spinning? Yeah. Do it. Face Fire two. your blades in there. <laughs> and he just destroys them all and he's just smirking to himself like, yeah. all right, mate, careful, you'll cut yourself with all that edge. I love it. <laughs> and it's and it's, it's just, just his character design is like it's so fitting in anime, but the real world implications of him having this like um Mad Max face paint on and like in this And he's got the arm guards. He's got the arm guards and the rundown cape. It's the rundown sort of and aesthetic of these like gl- grunge sort of <coughs> wastelands. It's like, okay, <laughs> where are your parents? Why are you allowed to go to these like... What happened here? Yeah. I, I guess that is the 90s though. Like parents just let their kids go off and play and like they didn't have any idea where they were. They didn't have phones and stuff. Um, they, especially they're just there. Like they're two career-centric parents and they just see their kid like leaving the house in the morning like dressed like that. And they're like, you know what? It keeps him out of our hair. Yeah. whatever <laughs> sure sure um oh it is great the um i, I you know what i really like it is about... voiced by who's it voiced by what do you really like about who's it voiced uh, by? you've watched mean girls right uh, i mean unfortunately yes like once like it's i wouldn't say i'm okay I, I would, i'm not gonna know who you're talking about who's it you're voiced not, by? you're not deep in the mean girls lore no remember that there was like the two for you glenn coco you go glenn coco <laughs> No, not in the slightest. I'm so upset with you right now. That That's is okay. like, I'm. Not, you know what? I'm fine with that. You can be upset. 
Mean, mean Girls is not something I want to be uh, known for. It's a banger for film. knowing. Um, now so good. the um, <laughs> fuck, what the uh, what's the what's the one that I should be ashamed of watching? Oh, oh, Winks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Um, <laughs> Bitch, you thought I forgot. <laughs> I just, w- w- what did you say? What was it? Winx Club. Yeah, the Winx Club. Yeah, that oh, is no, what I was thinking it, of. Isn't it called something really edgy? It's like, it's called like Curse, Legend of Winx. Oh, or it, is, it is something, it is something different. But as I, as I, I just got a message pop up on my laptop that is from my wife uh, and it just says, mean, mean Girls is the Greatest or something. Um, mean Girls is Yes. Great. Uh, so she's clearly listening outside. Um, I'm just going to pause and give her the Thanks, Lucy. Cabinet, which she needs. And we're back. Um, yeah. So what were we talking about? Sorry. Talking about how you're a plebeian for uh, oh, yeah. what Mean Girls is. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. It's voiced Lucy's by that on the right side of history here. Yeah. Clearly. Anyway. Um, anyway, uh, what I really want to just emphasize, what I really like about this is, and I, I don't know whether this is cheesy or, because it definitely is. But in every sort of um, shonen anime, you get this, you get the morals behind it. You get that sort of can-do mm. attitude. We can do anything. You know, it's very it's very typical of anything. You know, you look at Naruto, you look at anything. It's like, I, if you believe, if you believe if you, it. If you believe it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thanks. You, you can do it. And it's, you know, willpower over everything else. Um, but there is a, a sort of wholesomeness of this show around like perseverance and resilience there's a lot that tyson says about Mm. like just i'm gonna stick at it and i'm gonna work at it and i'm gonna practice and it's that practice develops skill and you know it's it is on the nose because of the and you can tell that it's aiming at that young audience um a lot of the things are really sort of explicit and a lot of the there's, there's not a lot of depth to the jokes and things, although they're, they're still fairly good. And I think it is aiming at that pre-teen age. So it's, I don't even yeah. think really it, it attracts a young teen. I think it's even younger than that. But yeah, definitely. I do think it's, it's got a really nice moral, moral sort of motivational, you know, kids watching this, I think would be inspired to sort yeah. of, like, yeah, look, Tyson keeps going. He keeps sticking at it and he gets defeated. And he gets down a little bit. He, he finds it hard and he's upset, but then like, he's like, no, you know what? Yeah. I can figure this out. I can he crack picks himself and, back up. And yeah. And I really, I, hard and it is be... cheesy and tacky, but I did really like that. I thought that was nice to see. It isn't just, I'm just going to keep going yeah. and going and I'll be the best. It's, I can work. I'm not just going to keep screaming and powering up. Like I'm yeah. going to keep trying hard. That's something that I thought as well, watching these back was, I guess maybe now that I'm older, like when I've watched it before in the past, I've just been like, ha ha ha, baby, let's go boo. Mm. But this time I really found myself listening to the arguments and the conflict that the characters were having and the way that it's written for uh, an American audience. There's a lot of Tyson, if he blows up and he's mean to somebody or he, he has a an angry episode, he owns it and he apologizes for his actions and he, he walks it back. And there's a lot, of, there's maybe two or three times in these first three episodes where he says something unkind to the chief and then he apologizes mm. sincerely and by the end of the episode he's yeah explained why he said that and the chief is accepting and it's teaching kids that it's you okay to fight and to fall out but it's good yeah. to reconnect you gotta, own, you gotta own it own your mistakes if, exactly and for a toy a 
anime designed to sell toys <laughs> to actually have some semblance of like a moral footing. You know, that's yeah. that's pretty cool. That's yeah, pretty it's good. Progressive for the time. I think so. One of my favorite lines, and it, it, one of my favorite lines of the show, is when uh, Max is trying to <laughs> trying to pick up Tyson after he loses his uh, battle, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, we'll we'll keep at it, and soon you'll be out saving puppies all by yourself." And Tyson just going, yeah. <laughs> Tyson's just like, oh, it's always about the puppies." How can I say no to that? <laughs> it's, like, it's just this really sincere sort of because oh, he's upset and he's like he's going to give up and he's like ah oh, it's always about the puppies <laughs> and it's like, that's what brings him round. It's like you know what? Yeah, I can do this. I how can I say no I, to I saving puppies? This. Like it's just the best. I love saving puppies. That's yeah. the best thing. Completely yeah. in contrast with uh, Dizzy, however, who is oh, yeah. potentially a sexual predator. Um. <laughs> She spends every the majority opportunity, <laughs> every opportunity to like just yeah make some inappropriate She's just comment. Like, so Kenny, when are we spending some alone time? Yeah. Oh, you Kenny, should knock first. I love it when you take charge. <laughs> I'm like, um, does this bit beast want to fuck this small child? <laughs> yeah, and, and it's like she, she comments on Tyson's good looks. <laughs> yeah. yeah there's there's definitely something there like, um maybe there's a reason you're imprisoned fact, in a laptop <laughs> that's a dub only character oh what so in the japanese yeah kenny has his computer but the computer only shows like what's on the smaller screen within like the the breakdowns of the blades and the replays the weird voice chip thing that's all dub baby they what? literally so find a freeze frame the... of Lenny's computer. No. And they play that voice modulator looking thing over the top of it. What? And they wrote around it to have, a, I guess, a female character amongst oh. the main boys. But all of the information that she gives out in the original, I looked this up today because I was like, there's literally nothing happening with Kenny's hands here. He's not typing. It's just, it looks like it's a freeze frame. I typed in Dizzy. And lo and behold, yeah, dub only. No way. And so, so all so, that information is given by Kenny or an announcer in the original show. That is mind blowing. I I was today years old, literally, when I found yeah, that. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh well. Oh, that's nice. Fun facts. Um, I mean, to be fair, as mind blowing as that is, I'm kind of glad they did it because Dizzy does. I do. <laughs> I'm glad Dizzy's there. <laughs> As inappropriate as she is. There's a certain, there's a certain charm to it. <laughs> That's for the adults that have to sit there and listen to this uh, but like, so hold on. advertisement for 20 minutes a day. So hold on. The whole plot line of Dizzy being a bit beast, does that not exist? Doesn't exist. What? And fun fact, actually, in the next uh, season, I think it's called G-Revolution, um, Kenny does actually get, I think, it's either that season or I think V-Force maybe, Kenny gets a Beyblade and in the sub, Kenny gets a bit beast Yeah, with that. But in the dub, because Dizzy's still there, they just scrub Kenny's bit beast completely in order to make sure that the logic of the show is consistent. So he's got a Beyblade, but it doesn't have a bit beast. Don't they put Dizzy, don't they make Dizzy the bit beast though? No, because remember, she's just a voice on a screen. Yeah, well, no, but if, if if he genuinely got a bit beast in the in the in the sub, 
it would be a good opportunity to then give Dizzy. I think it was like the that. bit beast was very male presenting, so it'd be too hard to kind of. <laughs> this is my real way, form. and then they've got they've got like the rest of the show to also keep Dizzy in the laptop. They wrote him out after season in season three. They wrote him out. V Force, I think, is season three. Uh, her, sorry, Dizzy. Her. Oh, right. It's Bit Beast. I don't know. I don't know its pronouns. Whatever. Okay. All right. Okay. Um. Right. Last thing. Last thing. Op. 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 I. You know what? This might be the most iconic. Other than Shaman King, I think this is up there in terms of one of the best. Interesting. Op. Obviously. Yeah. Song wise. It. What. Song-wise. Song-wise. Yeah, song-wise is... It's just pure butt rock. Yeah, it's great. And listening to the subsequent season OPs, they all follow that same sort of pattern. Like, There's none that sort of tried to be a bit edgy or a bit different. That They're all pretty much very similar vibes. Aren't the first three all variations on Let It Rip? I'm pretty sure, aren't they? I don't know. Either way. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just good. V- Visual-wise, it's a bit of a mess. It's literally just random scenes from but, across the whole 50-episode run. But it was, it was nice seeing characters that haven't been introduced yet because I was like, the guy with the, the, guy with the white and the blue, with the sort of... Oh, does he Ray, have a tiger my favourite character. Yeah, like, I yeah, remember... Trigger. I, I remember really liking him and just... I can't remember why, but that just seeing him on screen, I was like, ah, oh, he's a cool guy. Yeah. I, I like that dude. He was amazing. And yeah. like seeing the like Ray's rival with like the black uh, kung fu robe, he, he right. does like this big scream and loads of lightning flies in yeah. the air, and you get all this this look at. And you see the Beyblades fighting in front of a miniature White House at one point. Like, sure, yeah, it's it's showing you the ridiculousness that the show is going to get to, and of <laughs> course that's going to hook a kid in. Yeah, it's it, it's 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 a really well constructed op, and you know it. One of one of your tests is that the music fits with the visuals. There's a there's a few moments where there's like a few quick subsequent beats where the Beyblades are bouncing or like hitting each other, and you know, yeah, and and the, there's so so many like anime lines and like lightning and expl- like big sort of yeah, just wow effects pieces and stuff flying yeah, effects, everywhere. Yeah. It's, it definitely it's, sells you on the show. It does. It does. It's really good. the The resolution and the frame rate is oh my God. so poor. Four eighty p and like it's oh, it's just a blur. There, there are moments I couldn't tell if it was because of compression uploading to YouTube or just because the show mm. is that old. But there's moments where the blades are like going around in the ring, and yeah. there's like it looks like there's after images because it's going at like two frames per second or something. <laughs> Yeah, well, oh, try watching on, it man. on a forty-inch TV in the living room. It was like it, it was just. just wow, some I can colours. count the pixels in Tyson's face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, one of my favourite bits was watching Tyson control the movements of his babe, like like when it sort of stops and starts. Oh, in the dojo. A, yeah, in the dojo, because like that just fired neurons of like that him just. It's just that like it's got personality. Then it's like it's moving around. I don't know. It's cool. That's something that I think the show does a great job of uh, in terms of at the very beginning, it's literally just, Oh, I like to play spinning tops and I'm going to yeah. fight this random street bully. And yeah, yeah. yeah I, I win because I've made my Beyblade to be stronger than his Beyblade. Mm. That's it. Oh, I'm going to beat this guy because I have the technique. Oh, I'm going to beat this guy because I've developed a new technique. And then once the bit beasts get into it, 
now we're talking baby now we're talking like pokemon level we're talking shaman king level oh i can yeah. actually control how the beyblade moves now it sets itself up yes. it's the perfect lead-in because it's like any kid can watch those first few episodes and be like yeah i'm just this like tyson cool. i can do the techniques i can do that in real life and then as soon as the bit beasts come in and it's basically telekinetic dreidel battles it's just yeah. it's the perfect setup for the ludicrousness yeah. that is to come because because at the beginning you're sort of like they're, they're sort of like egging on their beyblades and it's like yeah but what strategy do you really have here? You've, once you've done the initial rip, you have no control over what's happening here. You just, you There's just nothing left. But then, then they start with the with the beast, like you say. You've then got that element of control during the battle, and it just adds that extra layer and that extra excitement. And <laughs> I saw it in the 2018 championships. The, 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 they try and build that into it. Like one of the girls, like shouts at the Beyblade to like. Try, clearly trying to encourage it probably just out of excitement more than anything and the the commentators like she's she shouts and gives her a beyblade's instructions but it's not enough to win the win the battle <laughs> it's like, okay. all right yeah of course um but it, it, oh, it's great that's I think good that I, there were boys and girls competing that's pretty cool yeah 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 there was yeah well i mean yeah well why not what do you mean boys and girls oh, right, do it, you think it'd just be all boys i just I, I guess, well, especially in the anime, it's a very male-dominated cast. I remember when I was younger, it was a very male-dominated um, hobby. But yeah, I guess it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's, it's opened up a bit more. It's got a broader appeal. Yeah, it was the. Yeah. Um, I, I can't. I think it was the Latvian champion that won. They had a champion. For, they had contestants Ooh. from all over the world, um, mainly sort of Asia um, based. But there was like there was some European countries in there as well. Um, some Scandinavian countries, um, and it was, it was yeah, it was twenty minutes of the highlights, and uh, it's twenty minutes that I'll never get back. <laughs> but I'm glad I watched it. It was really interesting. I was thinking there must be competitive Beyblades, and I'm like, oh, there actually is. And it was really interesting, like the dynamics they put into it, because you have you have mm. like a, you, you have full reign, I think, of all of the stand all of the um, standard types of Beyblades, and you can build any three any three you want and you have three Beyblades that you put into battle and you it's basically best of three okay um and so you have them hidden in this little box you have each of your three Beyblades and you can pick any one to start and you don't know what your opponent's going to pick so that, that's well, like, really cool the commentator like the other the judge reveals it is like and then Da-da-da-da, and holds them up to the camera and you then he's like right okay so these two are going against each other and often, like, sometimes you'll have the same ones, sometimes you'll have different ones, and then they battle against each other. And it's like, right, what have you got left? What's coming out next? What's Who's going to take it? So, mm, so yeah. there's a layer of strategy to it. There's a layer of strategy just... to it, yeah. Uh-huh. Very nice. Well, before we wrap this up, Will, yeah. and we move on to our big three questions to talk about Beyblade, I want to point everybody in the direction of a YouTube channel called Beyblade Geeks. Okay. Um, they are a set of guys who basically take Beyblades and they're one of the most popular videos uh, is they put a Beyblade up to 44,000 RPM. Oh, wow. And just see what happens. <laughs> and what happens? So oh, whole... I don't, well, I don't, maybe don't spoil it. No spoilers. <laughs> you'll have to go watch. But like they've got a set of a big long list of videos. I went down this rabbit hole earlier today <laughs> course, um, yeah. after having viewed it a couple of years ago. But yeah. I, I love them because they are just so passionate about making these children's toys into literally 
lethal weapons. Yeah, yeah. And it's just a delight. It's like everything that you wanted Beyblade to be when you were a kid, but <laughs> real. <laughs> so yeah, go check that awesome. out. Okay, cool. Um, let's get into the big three questions and we'll decide whether this show gets in the universe. All right, well, it's time for our big three questions. We talk about concept and execution. How good is the show? Do we think it's executed in a delightful way? We yep. talk about turnoffs. Is there anything that would stop a new viewer from accessing the show or turn them away from the medium in general? And then we talk about watchability. We want to see if this is something you want to keep going with. So let's just dive into it. Concept and execution. What did you think? What what do we need to say here? Do we, do we even really need to do these big three questions? They're not that big, really, in this case i don't think because the concept is awesome and the execution is awesome yeah. we know that like we, we we love this show there's a reason there's a reason we watched it so much as a kid it's, there's a reason we bought the blooming toys and spent a hard pocket money on them um yeah it's because it's it because it, depending on what age of life you're at <laughs> <laughs> or just your paycheck um it's literally like my last 60 pounds i'm like i can probably squeeze this i don't have to eat this week <laughs> <laughs> there's um there's just such a a simplicity to this that just ticks all the boxes. It's battling. It's fast. It's uh, energetic. It's accessible to all. It's customizable. Um, you know, a lot of what makes it great is the toy itself. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, the show does a good way of illustrating all of the points about that. It, it, like we spoke about before, it tells you how to improve your Beyblade, how to customize it and put strategy into it and then it has the a right a good balance between that and the fantasy the sort of over the top Mm. supernatural crap with all the beasts and i think yeah the intensity with the characters they're in this sort of like um (laughs) like like what's the um what's the post-apocalyptic one with kids where they're sort of like all I'm sure there's a kid, like, I don't know. A kid post-apocalypse. I don't know, it doesn't oh, matter. Um, okay. But anyway, just this sort say, of there's like... There's not much post-apocalypse here in Beyblade. <laughs> well, no, but but it's that idea that there's no there's no adults. There's, there's, there's no sort of day-to-day life. It's just, right, these are the kids. They're going to these wastelands. They're going to these quarries and places. And but, oh, yeah, I guess we have Max's... Factories. Yeah, we we have Max's dad. So there is a bit, of, uh, uh, there is the him. So we do get a bit of normality. But apart from that, it's just these kids are off and there's this underworld scene of Beyblade battling. And it's this, uh, and it's just really exciting and engaging. Yeah, I think it does a great job. What do you think? Anything yeah. to add? Even for the 2000s as well, just the only thing to add to that, you've said everything I wanted to say, is just the production values as well. There are yeah. some actually pretty nice and impactful cuts here and there. Like there's a moment where Tyson jumps out from a stairwell and like lands perfectly and it's it's really fluid there's mm. a moment where he's he jumps and he, whilst he's training and he's framed perfectly against the moon as with his like beyblade in hand which is a really striking image when he's launching against carlos there's this really kind of feeling of weight to pulling the ripcords almost like you are actually kind of like firing something off and things get quite sketchy there's key moments per episode where things feel really good and and the visuals kind of match into that yeah and i think for again this is to sell a toy i know <laughs> they didn't yeah. need to go this hard 
they didn't need to think about the characters this much, but they did. And I think that that pays dividends yeah. in terms of investing you in the story and meaning that you can accept the more fantastical elements. Yeah, good. So are there any turnoffs? Is there anything that you think is going to turn people off this? I would say maybe with the dub, if you're not here for mile a minute, early 2000s, joke around every corner, everything's got to be kind of, there's a bit of levity as much as possible. And the voice acting, whilst fine, like I got a lot of nostalgia hearing Max talk for the first time again. His voice especially is really stuck in my mind. Yeah. Like these people weren't typically voice actors. I think it was maybe a Canadian production as an offshoot. And it was very just, we'll just grab kid actors from whatever shows we've got going at the time, get them to do the lines. And there's a lot of questionable delivery for some of them. But outside of teething problems in the 2000s with anime dubbing, I don't really think there's much to kind of turn somebody away. I think it's a fairly solid concept. It's a bit yeah. childish. So if you're looking for something serious... Oh, yeah. No, I think, I think this, the target audience for this is definitely sort of pr- primary school age, sort of, yeah. Um, mm. I don't know, seven to 11-year-olds. Um, I think... Yeah. Especially in today, especially today, kids are older than they were when we were kids. I think mm. we were definitely more naive and less sort of aware of the wider world growing up. So these sorts of things would hook our imagination so much quicker. I think as soon as kids sort of, be, because of technology and access to information, kids are a lot, become a lot more astute and mature a lot, at least sort of cognitively are a lot more astute and stuff mm. younger. But I, I'd i counter that with the fact that kind of tying into the final question a little bit is that this series has kept on going. True. For all this time since the... True, but it doesn't, mean, it doesn't mean that they're hitting an older audience. It just means that they're hitting an audience. Oh, no, definitely not. But the fact that they've managed to maintain and kind of keep going and... Yeah. Um, I know some of my co-workers' kids are still obsessed with Beyblade. Like the new series just started on Japanese TV and mm. there's adverts for it still and they're playing with it yeah. at home. And it's just like, oh, it's really nice to see this part of my childhood nostalgia kind of how persist many, in that how many way. Where they lost? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> they do not, no longer have fingers, unfortunately. No. But yeah, in terms of watchability, I think... I would watch more of this. I would do another rewatch. I, I'm obviously very biased, but I yeah. think it's a solid show. Even And even just as an adult to come back and be able to go, kind of just rest on nostalgia and rest on a kind of a simpler time and a simpler story. Yeah. Not everything has to be Demon Slayer or Jujutsu Kaisen. No. Sometimes it can just be some kids playing with dreidels. Yeah. Yeah. Which is essentially what this is. So I think without question, this goes into the anniversary, right? I'd agree. Yeah. yeah. I think as far as gateway shows go, this this was a gateway show for a lot uh, of children yeah. growing up. Um definitely. Yeah. It's got everything. It's got everything we want. So, uh well done to Beyblades, I think. I think we'll um nice one. We'll Good leave it there. Beyblade. Right. Um oh, if you've made it this far, well done. Um I think we're done talking about Beyblades. We are going to have a brief catch up about things we've been watching. It's been so long since we've recorded. There's probably a yeah. thousand things we can choose from. We'll try and uh, keep it concise. But uh, keep it yeah, brief. we'll have a bit of a catch up about what we've been watching outside of Beyblades. 
And if you're not sticking around for that, thank you for listening. And we'll we'll see you next week. Make sure you hit us up on Instagram and Twitter to let us know what you think about Beyblades um, at Gateway to the Universe. And yeah, we'd love to hear from you and let us know what we should watch next. Is there any other, what are the 90s nostalgic shows that you want us to review? And um, what what sort of, are there, is there any, are there any other like toy based ones that you've, that, that sort of stick in people's minds? Oh, I've won- oh could we God. go down this rabbit hole? <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh, Duel Masters, oh, yeah. Dino we, well, King. I guess, I guess if we're going card based, yeah, there's, there's, there's plenty. Um, okay, cool. Let's uh, get into oh. Slice of okay so slice of life sam what are you going to talk about hey. this week there's, i'm sure that i'm sure there's like an endless list of things we can talk about dude i just even just if i think back to the stuff that i watched whilst i was on the airplane coming back to the uk just that alone could fill up an entire two slice of life oh my god yeah as is not to mention the games that i've been playing and just the stuff that i was up to i drove a steam train i oh, drove yes, a bloody steam train i know that looks crazy like, that was way be- to that enter. was bananas <laughs> that was i was like welcome back to the uk mom throws this uh overall at me thomas the tank engine thing sewn in included and i'm <laughs> just like so was that just okay. like I I thought that was like you arriving somewhere. I thought what a weird way to travel. <laughs> just get on a steam train. <laughs> like that, was, that was me single, heading to Scotland. <laughs> single passenger. <laughs> just got like right, a, okay. uh, a Vanti West Coast Express tearing past me in the outside lane. Well, you know how like along. some places you go to, you have to get unusual transport, like a like an airplane, like like a ferry or like I'll a say an airplane or something. Yeah, like yeah, like. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Um, I thought maybe there's this obscure town that he's going to visit his grandparents or whatever. And you need to get one of the ways to get there. One of the most efficient ways is this little, uh, this little steam train. Um, little steam train. Just going to do it into the, out into the countryside. Yeah, no, it was, it was really weird. Mum said, oh, we're going to go for like afternoon tea on a steam train. As like, as in, in one of the carriages. I was like, oh, okay, that sounds nice. And then we, she just like completely flipped the script and was like, surprise, motherfucker, you're driving <laughs> it. I was like, what? what do you mean? <laughs> Help. But it was awesome. good fun. Um, more simple than I was expecting. And it was just a good way to spend a couple of hours being really just kind of getting to do something that five-year-old me would have died to do. Yeah, like, something something that a lot of people won't ever do and something that... It's just like a, a feather in your cap, as it were. Just like, yeah, yeah I've done that. Like, That's fun. So, yeah. Drive a train once. Awesome. My friend Les was remarkably upset. He's like, I've always wanted to do that. And he's got a good, like, 40 years on me. So, like, <laughs> ah, take that. Um, the only other thing that I really want to bring up for Slice of Life this week um, is I went to see One Piece Film Red. Wow. Oh, my was it God. Good? It, was, it was phenomenal. I would... I think... Shonen films kind of hit and miss. They they all follow the same formula. They're all very basic. Everything kind of has to undo itself by the end. But the past few One Piece films, uh, Oda Sensei has worked on the script and the characters for them. And elements of it are canon. And the anime uh, in the past couple of weeks and the manga both reference the film. So okay. if, That's cool. if the t- even if the timeline of the film doesn't make perfect sense... yeah information from that film is canonical to the one piece universe which is always really interesting and the la- the, uh, the film from one piece that i rate the best is uh, stampede which came out in 2019 
which was just this big love letter to the franchise and there was references abound the animation was really good it was only really let down by its kind of final boss whereas this it's basically a musical but there's also some one piece elements mixed in with it so the whole thing is filmed is like Usually, the films are based around the Straw Hats. It's about the whole crew getting to meet some random bad guy and have okay. a big fight careful and the use their powers. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll be I'm careful. I know the game. I know, I know how it works. Whereas this time around, it was focused on uh, a new character called Uta, okay. who was billed as being the daughter of this big character in One Piece. And she's a songstress, and she's going to bring a new genesis to the world through the power of her song. And... The film revolves around her, her dynamic within the film, and she sings, and the the musician called Addo, who does the singing, has such an incredible range on the types of songs that she delivers. She goes from, like, pop ballads to rap to rock to, like, ballads that sound like you're fighting against God himself. Yeah. It's just this brilliant mix. It basically, it turns the film into a series of kind of music videos where fights take place over the top and to the beat of these songs and you know awesome. how much i'm a sucker for that in, in yeah, yeah yeah so to have a whole film like that i was that like sounds really oh. interesting. and like there's a yeah and there's a good emotional core to it and i think even if you're curious about one piece and you're just kind of starting to get into it and you're you want to see a bit more you don't necessarily have to be all caught up i think that this is a film you can go and see and you can go and enjoy cool sounds yeah. good one piece is peak the one piece the One Piece is real. Let's go. Okay, then. Um, so what have you been up to? Oh, I I feel like I've watched so much stuff. Like I've watched, I, I'm not going to talk about everything, but I've watched She-Hulk. I've watched The Sandman. Oh, any good? I love The Sandman. <laughs> I've watched Ted Lasso, the entire series of that on uh, Apple TV. Um, it's also been recommended to me. Oh, there's, there's so much stuff i've watched seasons and seasons of below deck which is reality tv um and that's that's fun that's like um yachting in the mediterranean and stuff which um is it, is really interesting to be honest like like it's it's done for like the, the the relationships and the drama um which there is a lot of and it's fun to see that as well but it's also cool to see like rich yachters like like just really rich people going on their holidays on yachts and seeing what that's like because obviously it's something that mm-hmm. most people won't ever get to do and you know like that it's all about the tips it, we, we, you focus on the crew basically and it's all about the tips so like the tips are about but they average about i don't know between 13 and twenty five thousand dollars just for tips for, tips. The, for, for like three days holiday um so like these these cruises oh, are costing crap. people these yachts that they'll hire them out for maybe three days and it they, they must be paying a hundred grand with the that. crew yeah, yeah 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 so you hire the yacht and the crew and yeah. the crew get tips as the yeah so like they bring out i'm guessing there's like a chef and there's yeah like yeah you have, a, you have a chef and... you have your um your deckhands and you have um your stewardesses and the captain and you'll they'll take you around the mediterranean they'll put all the jet skis out and the water toys they'll bring you like five-star cuisine um and, and cook that on board the jacuzzis and gyms on board you know these are like really these are the super yachts um, how big are these yachts like well they're they're big like they're, they're super yachts so they're like i don't know i don't know i don't know in feet and i'm, I'm rubbish with remembering stuff like that but they're they, they match they're, it to like a storied house 
<laughs> I don't know. Like they have, they have. They'll have it's my a only frame of, of reference. They'll have all the be- bedrooms are like full king size bedrooms with en suites um, and. That's not a yacht. That is a cruise ship. Yeah, that's like the- somebody sawed the back half of a cruise ship. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's they're, they're, got like four layers to it. Will yeah, they're, they're awesome, and then they've got like the crew deck at the bottom. It's it's really exciting to sort of see on board and to watch them watch them work and like obviously the the people that buy them or, or, or that hire them are spending maybe over a hundred thousand pound uh, pounds for the three days like that's incredible money so they expect incredible service and following these course, deckhands yeah. that are just regular people that like and and the way that they get treated by some of these rich people it's it's like some of them are absolute arseholes some of them are lovely and treat them really well and it's customary that everyone gets, that you always get a tip. Like I went on a yachting website because I was really curious about the types of boats and how much they cost and stuff. And there's a yeah. frequently asked questions about tips. And it's like, how much should you tip? Well, you should tip, you know, you use your sort of 10 to 15% of whatever the cost of the charter is. So these, it's oh, wow. very, you, you always tip basically on these yachts. So it's very, for the crew, it's a big so deal. They're, they're salaries and they're also getting tips. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so they get the, in a three day charter, they're sort of getting over a thousand dollars as a tip. You, sometimes up with a fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars for the three days, and I'm then in they'll a long then career. and then they'll moor up and they'll go out and be able to have a night out and spend it in these fantastic like Greek islands and stuff like that. It, it, it's a great show. Um, I, I we're watching I, we've been watching the Mediterranean ones, and those are the best ones apparently. Um, the first few seasons were on Netflix, and then we've been watching it on sky sky go so they've got they've got it on sky as well but yeah so that's basically been the thing that's been keeping my interest the most um but you know there's been lots lots of things covered as well so uh maybe we'll talk more about uh some of the others next time because uh I could, maybe got got some interesting thoughts on like you said you'd like the sandman yes yeah you enjoy that oh. i thought it was weird it's good I did. It's weird. that was that was very targeted yeah you, yeah. That. you fucking freak <laughs> fucking gothic twinkie freak no i mean i enjoyed it i, I wish i'd paid more attention because i feel like I'd i need to watch it. the last two episodes i'm okay. missing the, 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 the those are the weirdest ones separately it gets gets really weird yeah like the animated one right it's like one's yeah. animated and yeah there's you follow, another one that, there's one about cats that's it yeah mm. yeah i need to catch up with those i think i might do that this week um cool. because i re i binged with my parents basically all of episode one to nine and i thought oh, it was yeah. really good yeah yeah um so yeah nice well maybe we can talk about that next week okay we'll leave it there thank you all for listening thanks for listening guys hit us up we'd love to hear from you see you next week